reparations proposal that includes a $5 million lump sum payment for each eligible black person. San Francisco could become the first major U.S. city to fund reparations as that idea gains traction now across the country. Critics say reparations are flawed and financially unfeasible. Reparations advocates say the harms of slavery have continued since its official end in 1865. Before today's meeting, supporters held a rally to talk about why reparations are needed. We've heard a lot of critics and even some of you may be questioning, why would we be seeking reparations for black San Franciscans? Many folks often say that California and San Francisco specifically uh, did not enslave black people. And so there's lots of history that obviously needs to be researched. And I'm putting that responsibility on all of you to do that. Black people make up 6% of San Francisco's population and 38% of its homeless residents. All right, welcome back. It's Friday, thank God. <laughs> yes, San Francisco wants to become the first city to officially bring on, uh, take on the challenge of actually issuing reparation payments to the black residents of San Francisco. As you heard her say, $5 million payout, but that's not all. It's a $5 million payout and a guaranteed income for black residents of $97,000 a year, plus being tax exempt and uh, home purchases for $1. <laughs> Amazing. And they are, black people in San Francisco are not 6%. They're the actual number is 5.7. I understand she was just rounding up for the sake of it. 5.7%, which is about 46,455 residents uh, in San Francisco, black residents in San Francisco. Now, if this proposal goes through as it is written, San Francisco, <laughs> it's, 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 it's looking great. You know? uh, they are going to be on the hook for $640 billion. So I, <laughs> I'd, lo I'd love to see how they, how they fund this. That, the biggest question is funding. That's what we always say is how do you fund something this large? If you're for it, if you're against it, me personally, I'm against it. But if you're for it, how do you fund it? Who pays for it? It's got to come out of tax dollars. This is San Francisco we're talking about. We're not talking about the state of California. If you wanted to get sloppy and talk about the state of California and the numbers there, I'll get into that in a second. But just San Francisco, $640 billion. Now, the state of California, their annual budget is around $270 billion. So one city is going to double plus. So I guess there's going to be a whole lot of taxing going on would be my guess in San Francisco. You're, if that's what's going to happen in San Fran, I'm assuming the state of California, you guys' taxes are going to go to some astronomical number like 70 or 75% of your income is going to start getting absorbed and distributed out the way they see fit. If, if they decide they want to pursue this and go down this rabbit hole and the entire state takes on reparations, the California has 39 million plus people, black representation over there is a little less than you would think. You, I mean, you would, you would think that if black population makes up somewhere between 12 and 13%, that they would be represented in each state equally, um, I mean, obviously some states would be a little higher and some lower, 
But I found it a little odd. Call me crazy. Uh, but blacks only make up 6.5% of California, period. Which I, I thought was extremely low. I mean, I never looked into it. I don't really... I, it's not that I don't care about demographics. But when, when you're not a racist, you don't really pay attention to stuff like that. So, so I mean, for me, I go somewhere. I'm not concerned who is there. I mean, I, I just go. But I was kind of surprised to find that out so out of 39 million people there's only about two and a half million and some change blacks in the entire state of california which i well again i found interesting but if they want to go down this path and they want to continue and they want to give reparations to every single black person in the state of california and so you have 2.5 million people okay which is 54 times that in san francisco in total then that would come with a very small price tag of $34.5 trillion to make that happen. <laughs> These liberals, they're, you guys are insane. You're, I mean, you are literally insane. Where are you going to get $34 trillion from? Uh, we are in debt. Thirty-four. Not, we're not there yet. We will be. Give it a, give it, give it a couple months. Uh, we're, we're already basically $34 trillion in debt. You're, you're going to match the deficit just for one state with only a population of six and a half percent black, you would double our national debt to pay them out reparations of $5 million a person. And then you're going to continue to pay with $97,000 annually plus tax exempt. (laughs) It's just an amazingly stupid idea. Why I'm not for reparations is because if you know anything about history at all, then you would know that it is not solely whites that own blacks. Blacks own blacks. And you see, they don't really have a formula on how to figure out the numbers. So they're just throwing raw numbers out in the air and just saying basically because as racist as they're being now, because you're white, you must pay them for whatever happened over 150 years ago. Haven't we already learned from what happened over 150 years ago? Haven't we already corrected the wrongs from 150 years ago? They would like you to believe that we haven't. I don't see it their way. I don't share their opinion. I see that we have moved forward in society. There's no more segregation. There's no more slavery. Uh, We've had a black president that not only was elected once, but elected twice. And he didn't even deserve a second term because he sucked the first time. And he sucked even worse the second time. And it wasn't because he's black. It's because he's a Marxist uh, socialist and he sucked because he sucked. Had nothing to do with his color. But he did get elected twice. And it would require, at a minimum, half of the white people in the United States to make that happen. What is sad to me is that up until... To 2008, race relations were never better in the United States. We were all, race was almost, almost gone. Almost. Democratic Party did not like that. Democratic Party knew that that was trouble for them. Because once they couldn't use that, once they once they couldn't use it as a tool to keep a wedge drawn between us, to keep black people on a mental plantation so that they always vote for Democrats, they got scared. So naturally, they got to drive a wedge between us. They got to start making things worse and, and creating things that aren't even there. It's pulling stuff out of thin air. It's amazing how far we've gone backwards. 
you start looking at colleges and now you have, I don't, I don't even know what the terminology they use for them. It is, is, uh, uh, people uh, POC or something uh, people of color area so only black people get this area and call people of color get this area the white kids go, can't go in that area I mean do, if you are black if you're Hispanic uh, if you are Indian if you are whatever you are a person of quote unquote color do you not see that they're segregating you Does is that not I mean, is that not registering? They are literally segregating you. And the worst part is you're okay with it. You actually think it's okay. They have fooled you and indoctrinated you enough for you to believe that that's okay, that they are segregating you away. And they are, they are literally creating a divide in races. They are bringing racism back at an alarming rate. And you guys, this younger generation, you guys are just falling for it. Let me, let me go back. Cause I'm getting way off. I'm, I'm getting off topic here. Point is, reparations, bad, never going to work. Cannot afford it. Financially, the United States can't handle it. And it's too messy of a situation. It should not pass. I don't know what they're going to do in California. You know, you know, things get tested in states like California. California, New York, they do the test runs for the rest of the United States. The other liberal states, watch and see how, how well it's received and then how well the programs go and how well they launch before they dive in with them and then they start doing the same thing and following the same pathway and then, you know, goodbye to those states, I guess, because financially there is no way they could hang on. All right. You know, feminist groups, I, we're going to go from one stupid situation to the next. There, I don't know if there's a real feminist group that actually stands for women's rights. I, I don't know why, again, like they say there's racism and everything. There are racist people. We don't live in a racist system, no matter how much they want to lie to you and say it is, because uh, the first thing I ask anybody that would challenge me on it is, what rights do I have that you do not? Tell me, t- give me literally one right in this United States that I have that you don't. Then when you want to talk about privilege, I'm going to say the same thing to you. Tell me one privilege that I have that you don't. Because I could turn that around on you. Because there are certain quotas that must be met in schools, in jobs, where you have to hire a certain amount of people of color. Where if a white guy and a black guy walk in there and they have the exact same qualifications because that job has to meet their quota, The black person will get the job over the white person. That seems more privileged to me than any privilege that I understand, that that I have, or you you claim that I have. I know that when you apply for scholarships, when when you mark what you are on there, if you're a black person or a person of color, that you stand uh, a much, much better chance at getting all kinds of scholarships over a white person. I see that privilege. And I know you'd sit there and say the argument that I'm owed that. Let me tell you something. Nobody's owed anything in life. Okay? No, matter, no matter what they're trying to make you believe, you're not owed that. But anyways, feminist groups. I'm, I, the, the reparation things, you can tell, got under my skin. Uh, feminist groups. I don't know if there's really any true feminist groups left that fight for women's rights that maybe they do or do not have. And I think women have more of a, more of a at least an argument, if you want to argue, uh, at some point here, because you could say, well, we've never had a female president. 
and you, there, there are still achievements that women could point out that there's an argument to be made there. Um, I can't say that it's for any other reason than maybe the lack of trying or maybe the lack of interest sometimes in women's part or bad candidates like Hillary Clinton could have been a first president. But, I mean, my God, we might as well uh, elect, I don't know, Darth Vader. <laughs> that would have been a better choice. Yeah, the, the most evil person you could think of, I don't know, Satan. Okay, elect Satan as president because that that is about what you're getting with Hillary Clinton. So she lost because she was just evil. She's a Clinton. Okay, she wasn't a good example there. But women are slowly being erased from history because of this transgender movement. Men like myself are the ones screaming and making the loudest noise about it because we are watching so much being stripped away from women. And that's why I ask, where are the true feminist groups at? Why isn't anybody all over this? You know, we see it way too much in athletics. Way too many girls are losing to biological males because you have these liberal states that are allowing them to compete. And these girls who work so hard are being stripped of that title. They're being stripped of having their great moment. Well, students at the all-women's Wesley College in Wesley, I swear, every time I see this, I want to say weasel, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, uh, have voted in favor of opening an admission to all non-binary and transgender applicants, including trans men. Biological males have been admitted to college for years if they claim to be female, Uh, The concern now is biological women who claim to be male as well as those that claim to be beyond the binary binary concept of gender. You know, I I shouldn't make fun of mentally ill people. And I just just did the story uh, about potentially you have this Canadian doctor coming out that's saying that a certain gender affirming hospital uh, that it up to 97 and a half percent of them potentially have some type of form of autism. So you shouldn't make fun of people that are disabled, but they make it so hard not to. It just, it's so hard to look at this and not say you are bat crazy. You are, are, are insane. There is something wrong with you beyond autism. Yeah, there, there has to be something else. I know autistic kids. I see them. I deal with them. They're lovely little people. Yeah, they're, they, they have their own set of problems in their own ways. This is beyond that. These are sick individuals. These are not, these are not, uh, these, it's funny. If you ever, if you have somebody in your family that is disabled, you, you know what the most beautiful thing is about uh, most disabled people, especially mentally disabled, is that they're just filled with love. They're just loving people. They don't know really any hate. They, they don't know any of that. They just know love. You know, they ha- generally have a happy disposition. They are not the pink hair, blue hair uh, creeps that that don't, you know what, actually, why I forgot I got a video I'm gonna I'm gonna let you listen to an audio okay <laughs> I'm gonna let you listen to an audio it's gonna say everything for me I won't even have to say anything this is somebody 
explaining their gender. I don't know if I was clear the first time when I said it, so I'll be clear again this time. Okay. My gender is... Oh. And my Any pronouns, pronouns are... <laughs> and exactly what you're imagining right now, that person looks like, is exactly what they look like in the video. I, I don't even need to describe him to you. He is exactly what you think he looks like, okay? To the T. I guarantee if you see the video, matter of fact, I posted it on my Twitter feed. You can go check it out there. Uh, uh, <laughs> you will not be surprised. You're going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's what I kind of figured. Yeah. <laughs> so, need I say more? That pretty much explained all of it. Mentally unstable people. Not loving and caring. No, mentally unstable. Feminist groups. Real feminist groups, if you guys are even out there, you have to start fighting against this crap with the rest of us. All of us are with you. I'm with every single person that fights against this. I will stand there with you. This is nonsense. This is damaging to women. We have gotten to a point in society where women are being erased because of an agenda. They, they don't believe in this. Believe me, the left doesn't believe in this. You think Joe Biden cared about, uh, uh, cares about transgender? You think any of these Democrats care about these transgender? Do you think they actually care? They don't care about them. They don't care about people. They're using it to push an agenda. They don't care if you go home and kill yourself tonight or tomorrow. They don't care. And you got to get that through your head. They are pushing a particular agenda. A lot of this is in line with Marxist queer theory. And this is one of the downfalls of society. And this is one way to get there. They do not care. These people are being used as pawns. They are mentally disturbed. So they're easy prey. But the feminist groups need to get out there and fight as hard as they can with the rest of us. I know the machine is stacked against us. I get that. But we can never stop fighting the machine anyways. You have to continue. We have to keep pushing forward. Because if you stop and you sit back and you just don't say anything, they're going to run us over. Now, if your daughter goes to this particular college and you are not in line with that ideology, you might want to reconsider your daughter's uh, future because I'm sure she's not coming out of that uh, in a in a positive way. I'm sure she's going to come out of that with pink or blue hair and, you know, uh, telling you that she is now as he, a he. So <laughs> you may want to reconsider where you're spending your money in these uh, institutions. All right. Our financial system banks keep going uh, belly up. Some by choice, some are forced. It is ironic that the ones by choice happen to be some of the biggest crypto banks, which I find interesting since I'm always complaining that there's potentially, uh, or it's coming, that they want to create a digital currency and they want to replace our currency with that. That way they can have full control and freedom dies with that. Uh, so our, our we are not looking good financially around the world. Okay, we're The system's breaking down. Globally, not just here. We're seeing problems all over the country. I mean, all over the globe now. Uh, we're having our, we're on the verge of a collapse here. Right? We're having our own problems here, but the system is breaking down everywhere else. We have our own set of major problems with our economy, which 
is a direct result of the people in power right now. No matter how much they want to blame the banking system on Trump and immigration on Trump, and they want to blame the past presidency for everything. The fact of the matter is they had a super majority for two years. If they saw these problems and they knew they needed to be fixed, why didn't they fix the problems? They didn't fix the problems because they're the ones creating the problems. You're overspending. You're allowing banks to spend recklessly. They're investing in failed uh, investments. These investments are no good. All this green energy nonsense. These banks are donating monies to or, to organizations like Black Lives Matter. They're being irresponsible with the money. They're not. Uh, they're not fulfilling their fiduciary responsibility to the uh, investor. So the investor's not making any money. This is all because of the current party in power why we are having these problems. They believe me, they want these problems. I keep saying that I, I believe they want this because once the banking systems collapse, they're going to get rid of the mom and pop banks, the smaller banks. They're going to try to consolidate everything into the four big banks. And then they're going to have the big banks start reporting to the fed. And then once the fed takes control of all monies, we're done. That's it. Digital currency, kiss freedom. Goodbye. Over. You're 100% tracked. We're all done there. Okay. It was nice. We had freedom for 250 years, and that's their work around the Constitution. That's the day freedom dies. If they actually want to fix the system, and that's not their intention, their intention is not to collapse everything. If they truly want to fix the system, as bad as this is going to hurt, we are going to have to go through some financial pain. Not that we're, I mean, not that we're not already but we're going to have to endure more financial pain. They they have to continue to raise interest rates. They have no choice, but it's not just simply raising interest rates. Yes, they need to raise them. That is the, hello, we're throwing up the smoke signal here. Government, stop spending money because we need to rein the cash in and burn it. The problem we're having is they are raising rates inflation is up interest is up because they keep spending money they're telling them the fed is telling them we need you to stop spending money but yet the government keeps spending it so this game we're playing about raising interest rates will never work until the government stops spending money once they do that then things will start leveling off Is it going to hurt home prices? Absolutely. Is it going to screw credit cards up? Is it going to make it harder to get loans? Everything is going to do what it needs to do to make the correction to bring us back from where we are right now, if there's even a way back. If the Biden administration and the left does that, if they can agree on that, if that's what actually happens, if we can get some good bills passed here, stop the spending, reduce the spending. If we can get all that done, we got a chance at reversing course. I don't personally believe they're going to do that. I think they are right where they want to be because they want a digital currency. It's not a coincidence. Excuse me. It's not a coincidence that two of the biggest cryptocurrency banks folded up at the same time that you could see they're getting ready to, uh, 
float the idea of a digital currency. I mean, it's already been out there, but you watch that all of a sudden there's going to be this pitch being made that digital currency may be the way to go because these financial institutions, they're just much too shaky and we don't want people to lose their money, but you can trust us. You watch that sales pitch is coming very soon. My suggestion to everybody would be to get your finances as in line as you can. If you, if you can afford to pay off your credit cards, pay them off. If you can afford to put money in gold and silver, do it so you have some hard assets, tangible assets that are in your hand, that in case of a collapse, you have something that has some type of trade value for it. My, my suggestion to you would be to get yourself and insulate and protect yourself the best you can because we're in for a rocky ride no matter which way this plays out. Even if they do the right thing, they slow down the spending and they raise the rates around you. Like I said, it's going to be harder to get loans. The housing market's going to crash. Car market's going to crash. It's going to be kind of disastrous. You know, your credit cards are going to be almost impossible to pay off because the rates are going to continue to go up and then you're making a minimum payment that's knocking five bucks off a month instead of taking off some something substantial. So get yourself as in order as you can because our financial system is literally we are we are hanging on by a thread and the sad thing is the democratic party is the one with the scissors and they are just as giddy as they can be to get ready to cut that thread so get get prepared the best you can this is not a go run on the bank this is not i'm trying to scare you because i am certainly not when you are prepared for things there's no need to be scared it's always nice to be prepared having everything in order. And if nothing happens, you know what? You're going to look at yourself and say, oh man, that's great. Actually, (laughs) it all worked out. I don't have no credit card debt. Got a few thousand dollars worth of gold and silver sitting in there. That's still worth a few thousand dollars. Not like it was devalued. It's still sitting there worth the same money that it was worth before. Okay. And you're in a better situation. So it never hurts to be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Don't get scared. Right now, if you have faith, if you believe in God, if you trust in God, fear comes from the devil. This is not a time to be scared. It's not a time to be fearful. It's just a time to be smart and prepare yourself as much as you can to insulate yourself for the worst case scenario, because it's not like it's never happened before. It it could very well happen again. All right. That's going to wrap it up for me today. Uh, I hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, please rate and review me. It's always great help. Uh, If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. I always respond. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your time with your families. We will do it again on Monday.